Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, breaking news. I'm talking to Andy Herman on a victory Monday. Andy, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing great. I, uh, if given the choice, I would choose victory Monday over non-victory Monday. So yeah, I'm super excited. We have a short week. Packers Lions Thursday. Bizarro things happen on Thursday, which is probably a good thing for this game. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped up. All right, we'll get we'll talk about the Lions game in a bit. I'm trying not to think about the Lions game. That's I'm fair. trying to marinate in the victory here, Andrew, because I don't like the feel of this Thursday game. But that's neither here nor there. Let's start with the Chargers game and. I mean, where else do you start but Jordan Love getting that 300-yard game, first one for the Packers quarterback since 2021. Yep. Obviously, I think I've already seen the pushback online. I'm sure you have as well. Well, the Chargers' defense is terrible. Their passing defense is awful. And it's like, that's true. But let's go back and look at some of the other games against also teams who have terrible passing defenses and compare the performance of the quarterback. And I don't think any objective observer would say anything other than, oh, yeah, this guy's starting to get it. Like, I'm not saying he's arrived. He's not perfect. But you look at his performances against, say, even like Denver or the Raiders, these teams where all week leading up to those games we talked about, oh, this defense is awful and Packers should be able to take advantage. And it was, you know, up and down at best. You look at his performance yesterday, that's a different quarterback than we were seeing a month ago. No, I totally agree. Also, the Chargers' run defense is great. It didn't mean that Green Bay was able to run all over them. So, uh, you know, gracious, like, right? we'll, we'll get there too, I'm sure. But yes. no, I, I think you have to take what's in front of you. And we've made some pass or some really bad pass defenses look better than they have been in the past. So, regardless of who you play, you have to take advantage of it. That's not to say that like they don't. That they still have a Derwin James. Asante Samuel is a pretty darn good player. They've got some good players in that backfield. Obviously, Khalil Mack. I know Joey Bosa went out early, but just looking at what Love did, all you can do is kind of evaluate. What with you know everything that he was given, I thought he really spun the ball really, really well in this game. There were a couple of plays where he had pressure in his face and just you know decided to stick in there and really fire it downfield and still make extremely accurate passes. Would you like to have a couple of the layups, the big one to Musgrave down the field? That's sure. The one, yeah. Would you like the one to, to Dobbs maybe to be a little bit different well down the field? Sure. But um, he still had the game-winning touchdown pass in this game. Some of the throws to Wicks and to Jaden Reed and to Romeo Dobbs. There's a play to Luke Musgrave. Far hash first, it's a third, I think side, it's a right? 10 yard yeah. out. And he's yep. just, again, guy in his face, laser to the left, perfectly in front of Musgrave where you can go get the ball. Um, at, when I was first watching this game live from the, from the press box, I was kind of like, yeah, you know what? I like this game, but it kind of felt like some similar Jordan stuff where there were still some accuracy issues here and there, man. When I went back and watched it, I liked this game a whole heck of a lot more. I thought it was his best game as a Packer. And there were so many positives to take away. What's interesting, you mentioned the Musgrave play. There were a couple times. There's one in particular where I think it's a third and ten. And, you know, Derwin James, who is not a schlub, you know, that's a good player. And Musgrave does a phenomenal job of not only getting to the sticks but working open and giving Jordan a path to lay the ball out in front of him. Like, there were throws like that where in the past, especially over the course of that losing streak, where you could tell he was really struggling to put the ball where he wanted to. But – Man, with pressure in his face often, yeah, I thought the accuracy looked improved. Now, again, yeah, mm-hmm. there are certainly you know, always going to be throws. And that's the thing. Like, every quarterback does that in a game. I know. Like, there are there are throws that, you know, the be- Patrick Mahomes wants back or, you know, Josh Allen wants back, certainly Josh Allen. But, you know, there, there's no doubt that from where we were at the beginning of the season, the Packers as an offense in general, but especially Jordan Love, 
Like, I don't see how you can look at this team and not see progress. It's laid bare every week in the past kind of three weeks to my eyes. I think so. I think so too. And the rhythm and timing with some of the receivers and tight ends, you can tell is just developing and where it was a lot harder earlier in the season. You can just sell, tell there's a better pacing, a timing. Jordan Love, you know, having an expectation of where they're going to be. Still, again, a couple here and there where the timing was just a tiny bit off. But on the whole, again, if you're looking at beginning of the season up until now, well, what have we said before the season, beginning of the season? All we wanted to see was progress through the course of the year. And we're seeing that come to fruition. We're seeing some of these young receivers really step up and come into their own right in front of our eyes. And I don't know how you can be anything but excited for that moving forward. Well, probably because you're watching the offensive line try to run block. I would think that would maybe dampen some of your enthusiasm. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up. I, I'm, not, I'm usually not the one to interrupt, but no, I, I want to interrupt you on something. Go ahead. Here. But we, I, I just want to transition that from talking about what Jordan has done until the bad offense. This quarterback, in his first year as a starter, has not had any substantial running game the entire season. And there have been a couple plays here and there where you get the Jaden Reed things and they kind of right. manufacture something every now and again. That's not a sustainable running game where the defense is afraid of you. So imagine, just imagine, just imagine. If he gets a running game. If he gets a running game that you actually have a, a, a play action you can build off of and a quarterback that isn't relied upon for so much in his first year, he, as a starter, he has no running game, and these are some of the things that he's doing. I, I, I'm so impressed by that. But, yes, running game, not great. I mean, not great at all. I mean, you mentioned Jaden Reed, and he was their leading rusher yesterday on three carries. Yep, and I one mean, of those was two-yard loss. Exactly. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. It's like A.J., God bless him, I thought he ran like he was a demon really yesterday. I mean, he was, he was powerful, really like lots of yards after contact. 14 carries still only averaging 2.1 yards per carry. And now you've got Aaron Jones down, though it doesn't sound like it's long-term, which is great. But, yeah. you know, and then you lose Wilson on the same drive. I know James Robinson now is back in the fold. But, man, look, talk about a week that probably you're not going to get it going in Detroit. I don't expect something to magically happen. But I was really glad that you asked Matt post game regarding the – shuffling of the offensive line in game and it looked premeditated right that looked like the plan and kind of matt reiterated that that was indeed the case and on the one hand i think i said before the game rasheed walker had a promising outing in pittsburgh and the hope i guess is for him to build upon that i don't know how you're building up a young man's confidence though when you're rotating in game like i thought rasheed played well yeah. and i hope to see more of it on the road in Detroit, I don't know if that's going to be, you know, the next step. But the other curious part is Sean Ryan getting six snaps, looking pretty decent again, and then promptly getting put back on the bench. Like, I just, yeah. I get it, but I don't get it. I'm really kind of struggling here. I am all in right now on Rashid Walker needs to just be the left tackle at this point. I get right. there's still going to be hiccups. There's hiccups with Yash, and this is Yash, what, fourth-ish season fourth in the year, league, yeah. and he's a free agent after this year. Um, I'm willing to live with more with hiccups, and I thought in pass pro, Rashid looked much, much better this week, looked much more calm, just confident. I, I see something. that Even if that something is just a long-term swing tackle and we're not talking long-term starter. Well, which is I, fine. Right, yeah, exactly. for an undrafted dude who's barely played, yeah. and now you're building him up to be that exactly is fine. Absolutely. So I, I'm all in on just Rashid taking the left tackle spot from here. The right guard's interesting. So the uh, what was it? A couple games ago, where Ryan played a handful of snaps, I thought he game, looked yeah. really, really good. Yeah. This one, there's a couple. There's one play where it's really good, and I was really impressed by it. There's two other ones. One, it's really difficult to tell 
I think he went the wrong way on the play. Uh, to be fair, it looks like about eight people went the wrong way on the play. Uh, it just so often happens, happens he, in a Packers running play. Exactly. That he may have been one of them. Really right. tough to tell, though. But there's another play where he got beat pretty easily on a play. I didn't think this was as clean from Sean. I am still, if there is going to be a rotation, by the way, John Runyon Jr. also did not play great oh, in no, this game. No, he did not. So no. if there is going to be a rotation, that's the one where I want to see. Because again, if we're talking about a guy that's not under contract next year, that's John Runyon Jr. as well. He had all of last year to get this right. He had all of this year to get this right. And it's just still not right. And there are some really, really atrocious, like just quick losses off the line for John Runyon Jr. And again, this is year four for him. I'm willing to give a little bit more accident forgiveness to Sean Ryan at this point. And exactly. If you're going to rotate something, let me see Sean Ryan, especially because I think he's a little bit more of a mauler in the run game. And man, oh man, do they need that right now? I totally agree. And that's the thing. Like if it wasn't, you know, just no name tackles dusting Runyon, it'd be one thing. Like if you're lining up out there against like Chris Jones or Aaron Donald and getting beat, like, yo, they get paid. They're the greats. Like I understand, but man, he's getting dusted by Forgive me, nobody's. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's a consistent thing. So that couple that with the fact that they can't get anything going on the run game, and running is pretty easily tossed aside on a lot of these plays. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I hope we see more Ryan. I mean, maybe, maybe we do starting Thursday, short week. Who knows? But yeah, that I mean, that's something they got to figure out. And to your point, can you imagine Jordan Love with defenses having to worry about a run game? Right now, they don't. They certainly don't have to commit numbers to it. I mean, no. that's the other thing. He's doing most of his work against two high safety looks, cover three, things where the safeties and the backs are able to, like, just take as much space behind as possible because they know that we don't need to help in run defense because they're not going to generate anything up front. That's and the receivers are doing work against that too, right? The receivers right. are doing work against those looks and against the defense that's not honoring the run. So Absolutely. again, there's from a passing game standpoint, there's there's a lot on defense, a lot on special teams, and a lot in the run game that still have a lot to be desired. But from a pass game right. standpoint, young receivers, young tight ends, Jordan Love, that is coming along nicely. Well, we only care about the passing game this day and age, <laughs> so of course that's uh, that's the exciting exciting thing. It was funny actually. I, t- I was texting with Perry Goldstein after the game yesterday and she said i really feel like we're starting to hit our stride and i said oh i don't know about the defense and she's like well obviously when i mean our i mean the passing game (laughs) it was just (laughs) great it was perfect it was exactly what we're talking about it's like they do feel that around the team though it does feel like this is a team that's figuring it out but to your point it's because it's jordan love it's the offense so much has been talked about about the youth on that side of the ball and it is great to see them progressing but man let's flip it over Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about the defense because I understand 
lot of young guys, a lot of <laughs> inexperience in the secondary, and boy, did that show up. But there are guys like Devondre Campbell. Jonathan Owens is in his, what, fifth year? Like, these are guys who you're counting on to support those young guys, and they're missing tackles. I mean, Jonathan Owens can play in patty cake with a tight end. Yeah. Uh, that that was – I mean, that was so – I tried. It was weird because I was very happy the Packers won. But every time I thought about the defense, I just get deflated between Joe Barry and his tendencies, which is a whole other thing. But just the lack of intensity and consistency from veterans on the defense. It's just, that's to me, that's frustrating. And that's putting it kindly. I think so too. And if we want to give a little bit of like a, you know, whatever. And I don't even really want to, <laughs> I, I do think you go into this game right. with your non five preferred defensive backs going into the season. Right. You've got no Stokes, no Alexander, no yeah. Douglas, no Savage, no Ford. That's a tough ask of any defensive coordinator at the same token, as you mentioned, um, you know, there's gotta be guys that step up and Jonathan Owens is not a, a young inexperienced guy. He got a ton of playing time in this game, obviously started the game, some massive, massive mistakes in this game, including the big touchdown that he allowed after not only like, I don't even it's not even like an attempted tackle at that oh, point. It was just yeah, basically like no. a it was, it was like a two hand touch. Is what it was. Yes. Yeah, exactly. A million percent. Uh, I thought Campbell struggled in this one. I thought it, against a not great Chargers offensive line, I thought they really struggled to generate much push or pressure. Um, you know, in the running game, there were still those plays where you were letting them get to the outside. So it's the one Eckler play where he gets to the outside and bursts for, um, I don't know, was 30 plus yards. Those yeah. are the sort of Third things. That you see. Yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Which has been an issue for this team, obviously. Um, there, I think that Green Bay got bailed out on defense on numerous occasions by drops and give Kenny Clark credit for the, the forced fumble on Eckler. That was a big play, but it was also a inflicted wound where he fumbles it first. or there's a missed exchange first or no, he slips first, excuse slips me, first, and yeah. then, then steps back up. And then of course, Kenny causes the fumble. Um, th this was one where, it, you know, even though they held him to a decent point total, it was a lot more fool's gold than what it looked. And I think it could have been a whole heck of a lot worse. Even the Carrington Valentine play at the end where Quentin Johnston just drops the ball, which would, could have been at minimum getting them in field goal range at, at worst. It probably could have maybe gone for a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. yeah, probably a, a game losing touchdown. And there was once again, like the, they caused the, the turnover at the end, but Green Bay got the lead middle of the game and the defense gave it away. Green Bay got the lead back and then they drove all the way down to the two yard line and a playing on the Chargers house for not knowing what team you're going against. Cause if you just <laughs> hand it off for four plays in a row, there right. is zero, per, you know, there's a hundred percent chance you get in the end zone right. against green Bay. And they just got a little too cute with it. Credit Clark with the uh, force fumble, but a um, lot, a lot of plays left on the field. I will credit. I thought Carrington, uh, Carrington Valentine had a mostly okay game other than the, the kind of biff at the end. Um, and then uh, Corey Valentine, for a guy that was a basically forgotten player, this is not your young up-and-coming rookie. If anything, if he got added to the active roster, it was supposed to be for special teams only. Right. For him to come in and start consistent games, and 99% of the game, you wouldn't even know that Corey Ballantyne was out there in a very good way. Mm -hmm. um, I've been I've been mostly impressed with what he's been able to give them as just kind of a fill-in guy, and, and he's played pretty darn well, all things considered. It's funny you mentioned Valentine. For the most part, I thought he held up well, but yeah. it, it was fascinating to go back and watch because I didn't notice this live, but there were two or three instances where he's up playing press, and we've talked about Like this summer, he looked really good doing that, and yeah. his physical brand of football – I thought served him well in camp, but man, he whiffs at least Double twice time. where he's yeah. at the line of scrimmage and goes for the jam and literally punches air. 
Yep. I mean, welcome to the NFL, rookie. These guys have releases, and they've seen you on tape. We're halfway through the season now. You've played a bunch. Guys know what you're trying to do, and they've got a counter ready for you. So I thought yeah, in that you. way, it's probably a really good learning experience, not to mention, as you stated, the play up the side there should have been probably the game-winning touchdown. I mean, that's you've got to learn from that because teams – and it's funny to hear Matt praise Joe Barry for playing so much single high safety there at the end. It's like, yeah, that's what led to almost the losing touchdown. But uh, all right, all right. I will say, I will give Barry props for his approach there at the end, simply because Herbert had killed them all afternoon with his legs, and he had Quay Walker spying on a number of those plays, not every single one, but on a lot of those plays at the end. And you could tell Herbert was, he wanted to move, but he couldn't because he saw Quay cutting off the angle every time he tried. That yeah. was a good adjustment by Joe. Totally agree. There were a couple of those too. They they played almost like a 4-3 uh, at a couple of points in this game where like four literal, I don't know what we want to call them, but four <laughs> literal down linemen, interior defensive linemen basically sir. Yes, sir. Uh, on the line within Kingsley and Igbari and Quay Walker on the edge with, uh, actually I think it might've been Campbell on the edge with Quay in the middle, um, but just kind of some different looks that they gave that was exciting. We saw a little bit more of LVN with his hand in the dirt, which was an interesting uh, sort of wrinkle. We saw one play of that a week ago, but they used more of it this week. Um, so yeah, just a few things like that, that I was intrigued by that. I was just happy to see them trying some different things. Yeah, and it was fun to watch kind of LVN get a little bit more involved. Uh, yeah, I know he had, I think he had one tackle in particular where he comes crashing down the yep. the backside to make the tackle for a minimal game against the gain against the run. I mean, they need more of him. They they I understand like you're bringing him along and Rashawn and Preston are your lead dogs, but man, they got to start getting him on the field more because it's fun to watch kind of his explosiveness and his athleticism when he gets a moment like that, you see it, it pops off the screen. Yeah. It's just, he's just not getting a ton of opportunities. I don't think yet to like really let it kind of let it loose. No, I mean, he's one of those players, almost like a Christian Watson on offense where you don't just want to let them, you know, kind of do the same thing that everyone else is doing. You kind of want to have a unique plan for them because their traits are so special. And where if you just kind of say like, Hey, go be, you know, a wide receiver and do all the like things that a nuanced wide receiver can do, or go be an edge player and do all the things right. a nuanced edge player can do. I think you're not necessarily getting the most out of them. And I, I maybe like, maybe you need to have him like standing up in that Zedaria Smith role and kind of go like a five man rush and just kind of do some it, man. stuff. Waiting for it. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, who knows, maybe that doesn't work, uh, but just some different things where you let his athleticism shine. And that's what I'd like to just see. Maybe, Scheme up is like a simpleton, like whatever we say, scheme up for everything. But just give us some schemed right. up things for, for scheme both. Scheme up, uh, baby. I love it. Exactly. I like it. Uh, speaking of scheming up, uh, what what? how do they scheme up this Thursday when they've got basically A.J. Dillon and probably, you know, a bunch of uh, cast-offs behind A.J.? I know they've just signed James Robinson. Yep. Uh, they got the kid on the practice squad. But, man, uh, this is a tough ask for Lafleur. This is going to be – if the Packers are going to pull this off, and I'm not holding my breath, but if they are, this has got to be one of Lafleur's like best games, both game planning wise, play calling wise, leadership wise, like ever. This, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to expect them to go in and get the W, but uh, you know, obviously, everything has to you know coalesce. Things have to go their way uh, yep. a couple of different places, but. Yeah, what, I mean, what can the approach be? I mean, I can I can understand a couple of different directions, right? Like, all right, we're going to button it up and play three yards in a cloud of dust and keep the ball away from Detroit. But I don't think that's in Matt's nature. 
no. I think they come out like five wide, spread it out, and try to toss say. it around. I mean, I really expect that, and I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. But that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, I think they've got to they've got to do something a to get the ball out of Jordan's hands quickly because we saw in the last game against Detroit where. He tried to do a little bit too much, go through his progressions a little bit too much, and it was an absolute disaster. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. I am interested. I know they brought uh, James Robinson back to the practice squad. I, it's still it, like Patrick Taylor signing him off the Patriots practice squad just because the, the job description for running back two in this game is going to be pass pro, pass pro and just you know maybe yeah. catching some stuff out of the backfield. Uh, Dylan can clearly do some of that stuff, but that's putting everything on his plate in this game. I'm not sure how much you want James Robinson or Ellis Merriweather being that guy where they have to pick up blitz against a, a Lions pass rush. So that that still screams to me as something that maybe they should consider. I'm not sure that, that it's going to matter all that much. I but. just don't. I, I mean, if they, you know, I said this on Twitter, it's like they had the shot, right? They could have after they brought mm -hmm. him up three times from the practice squad and they decided to, you know, go on their merry way. Instead, he signs with the, Patriots and is on their practice squad. I just don't see the Packers making that call and Patrick Taylor being like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll come back. Because look, he has a choice. You know, yeah, he has to sign as a free agent. It just feels like they cast him off and now he's, you know, on his way doing other things. Maybe they make that call. And to your yeah. point, I think it makes a world of sense. I just don't know if that, if Taylor would be amiable to it. Yeah. Money talks sometimes a little bit of an increase going to the 53, uh, but yeah, you point. could be right too. Uh, but yeah, either way, I do think they have to maybe just get the ball out of Jordan's hands quickly. Probably not going to be able to run the ball this week either. And again, if they try to do too much in the passing game, that's not going to go well. You're going to, you're going to need turnovers. You're going to need some sleight of hand and you're going to need Jordan to probably play even a better game than he played this past week. If you want a, a puncher's chance in Detroit. And the thing is too, it's funny. We're talking about Rashid Walker. I think he played well in this game, played well, in, in Pittsburgh, that's a whole new hornet's nest he's stepping into. And I know, like, you know, that first start he got in Atlanta is like a million years ago in, in you know, football terms, I guess, as, given how many reps he's now had. But, man, it's, whole, it's one thing to, you know, go into Pittsburgh, which is certainly an environment, right? Yeah. I think Detroit, the way they're playing now, the way that crowd is going to be, I mean, it was nuts when they sucked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially for Thanksgiving, that's – been in the past that's been their super bowl right now it's legit a you know a showcase game for detroit and their fans to say look how good we are we're beating up on the packers blah 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 like it's going to be insane in that dome and that's a whole nother world for rasheed walker to be looking in at the snap and then get his head whipped around for whatever's coming at him pass rush wise I don't know, man. This is, this is going to be a tough one. The good news, the good one. news is the Bears really put them through it this past week of all teams, where like they had to really right. actually earn that win through the end and really kind of yeah. expound, expend a lot of energy in that game to kind of come away with the win. Sometimes, especially on a short week, that that can matter. Sometimes, whether it will or not will remain to be seen. On the flip side. I think Chicago got what, like three turnovers in that game and uh, they, and Detroit still came out with the win. Yeah. And I'm sure Detroit's going to button that up this week and be like, well, that can't ever happen, you know, happen again. Right. And they're going to make sure they're taking extra care of the ball and uh, probably learn some of those mistakes. So it's a bit of a catch 22. I think there's some positives, some negatives, but at least maybe green Bay can pick up on a couple of things that Chicago did well and maybe repeat those. We'll see. I mean, I'm trying not to let the, Packers ruined my Thanksgiving, but I don't I don't feel good about it. But we'll be back regardless, win or lose, next week, next Monday. We'll be back chatting Packers. Andy, 
make sure you're checking out Andy Herman's stuff everywhere, especially Pack-A-Day podcast. Andy, thank you so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy your Thanksgiving weekend.